Welcome to another episode of the More Love podcast with Helen Reynolds. Today we're talking with Carol Schrader, an intuitive coach who helps her clients connect to their heart, clear their minds and discover who they really are. I'm delighted to have her on the More Love podcast and to share this conversation with you. So Carol, welcome. Hi. (laughs) Great to be here. Thank you. I know you don't often speak um, in sort of a public way. So thank you for choosing the More Love podcast. You're very welcome. To have this conversation. So I just thought we'd start. There's so many interesting places we can go. But let's start right at the beginning. Why do we need help? Why do people come to you for help, you know, to connect to their heart and clear their minds? What what causes this in the first place? Well, I guess if we look at the broader aspect of it, most people have programs that are, they get born and they get taught so their minds get programmed to think a certain way or be a certain way which disconnects them from their inner power which is within their heart. So as we go through life, certain uh, with different relationships, for instance, um, different scenarios that come up, there'll be different triggers that create the patterns that have been created from birth to keep reoccurring and stopping us from coming into a heart mindset. Why do we need a heart mindset? Well, my experience has shown me that when you are disconnected from self in that way, then you do not have the love flowing through you as it would normally. Instead, you have a lot of negative emotions. You have a lot of ego feedback. You can call it ego, shadow self, other self, whatever you want. But there's always this yada, 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 yada going on in our mind and the idea what I do with my clients is I help them to quieten that to energetically remove blocks that have been created that stop them from connecting within their heart space so why do we need to be centered because without that you don't feel the love for yourself for your fellow man you don't feel the love of God within you and you're always searching, searching, searching. There's a lot of people out there searching and, and a lot of confusion over what real self-love really is, you know. It's it's not really uh, rose petals and candles. No, it's definitely not rose petals and candles. And when you start being a journey, it can be quite painful to look at sometimes. So my what I do with my clients is help them through it as painlessly as possible. Because at the end of the day, it's grace that brings us to our that space inside us. And if we can look at it and with the three, there's three things on, that I work. Hang on. What, what was it that, um, was it grief or grace that brings us grace. to grace? Grace brings us back. Because grace is a gift. That's our gift as, a, as humans and as soul beings. Grace is a gift that's given to us the moment we're born. Now, whether we choose to follow that or not is another thing. And most of us don't because we get told this, told that. For example, there could be a little girl sitting out playing in a sandpit and there she is playing happily and two people, maybe her aunt and a friend are standing beside her and that they say, look at her playing over there. She's going to end up that just like her mother. And inadvertently... That child has heard it. The seed has been planted in her mind. So what happens when she gets older? She ends up fat, just like her mother, because that's the program that has been initiated as a child. That's just a little scenario. There are a million things, and everybody has a different set of circumstances, a different set of triggers, a different set of emotions, and a different set of things that they're trying to overcome. What my experience is with my clients is most of you are looking for your answers outside of yourself when really everything you need is inside. Well, that's part of the programming, isn't it? Um, to use your language, you know, when we're young, we're, we're taught that we're, you know, me, my, mine, um, and, yeah. and to do things and have things to therefore be happy. So exactly. I think it's exactly. um, just to reassure anyone who's listening, if you have 
spent time looking outside of yourself to find happiness. It's quite a normal thing to do in today's world, although it'll probably never work. Absolutely. And people that generally come to me have reached that place where I've tried everything, I've read everything, I've gone to personal coaches, I've done this, I've done that, I've done this. But we have to look at ourselves as a holistic being and not just look for one, two or three things. So basically we are spiritual first, we're we're emotional beings, we have a physical body and we're mental. So you have to marry the whole lot up holistically to make it flow. And when you understand how we all work and tick within ourselves, that's when it starts becoming clear. And I do have tools to use to be able to do that for my clients. They, um, and generally speaking, people only usually get to me, come to me when they've reached a place where, okay, I need to find a way to move through this and move on so I can be what I came here to be, whatever that is. And, and that's um, different for us all, isn't it? I mean, we're all Absolutely. required. Everyone's unique gift is unique and required. We're all important. Exactly. We're all, no one is above anyone. We're all equal. But when we're all so disconnected from one another, we can't see that. And that's what we've been programmed to do. Like you look at the way everything works, it's like a pyramid structure where you have the big corporations and then you have all the little people running around working. And if you do this, you will get this. And if you keep working really hard in your life, you might just get up the top and you might be really successful. And um, don't get me wrong, some people are so successful and they're really good people. But, and I use a big word there, what did they do to harness that success? They found themselves. They started using their creativity. And when you're using your creativity, you're based in your heart and you start coming from a totally different set than just being a mainstream worker, work, trying to work your way up. You know, I could go into this for hours and show you all the stuff I know, but that's not what this podcast is about. This podcast is as you say, it's returning to love and finding that love. How do we find it? Well, some of the ways I use, one of the biggest tools I have that anyone has is meditation. And I know some of you are going to go, oh, no, I can't do meditation. My mind won't shut up. And look, we all have that at first, but there are many ways that we meditate. Just going for a walk in the rainforest and looking at the birds, the trees, nature, and absorbing it is a meditation in itself. Then as you get more proficient at doing that, whatever it might be, whatever whatever makes you feel relaxed, that's what you need to do. Then gradually you can turn that, really start looking on the inside. And that's when you can start saying, show me, show me these things. And ask questions of your higher self, which is your spirit self. However, so however you see that part of yourself in your heart, the God self that's within you, because that's where the love is. That's when the Christ consciousness comes down in, opens your heart to all of that. So meditation is a big tool and a big way. Um, for those of you that are might be uh, religiously minded and and um, follow a religion that could be considered deep prayer however you can get yourself into that space that's what you need to practice to do and then you'll start to feel the love what is that space you know if, if someone's listening and they've never meditated before but they're up to their wits end in frustration of sort of trying to force success through their life in whatever form that is for them and they're, they're listening to us and they're thinking, well, what the hell is that space? What does it mean? Okay. That space. That space is something that everybody says, what does that mean? I understand totally. I think I used to scream at it. Where? How do I get there? <laughs> but I've been very fortunate in my life that I found, I call it that space for me because it's a place where I go that I created where I find sanctuary, peace, and harmony. So that's 
space is a place where there's stillness, where there's, you can be quiet and you can quieten the mind. And so when I say that space, it's a place where you feel at one with yourself and comfortable and warm without, but I'm sorry, I'm digressing here. I'm just going over what you just said when people are out there going, well, I've got this going on and I've got that going on. How the heck can you do that? It's not going to happen overnight. It takes a little bit of practice. And so what I suggest to people is that you get yourself a little ritual going. And I don't mean that you've got to go and light incense and candles and everything. For those of you that don't want to do that, you don't have to do that. You just need to find a nice place where you go and sit every day around the same time, whether it be morning or night, and just sit with yourself. And just let your thoughts go blah, and they will. And I've got a few tools up my sleeve that quietens that down. And then eventually, in that process of that ritual that you're doing every morning or night, or morning and night, it's up to you, all of a sudden you'll see that there's a bit of stillness going on and you'll feel yourself sink down inside yourself. That's the space I'm talking about. So if, if I was to give you a little exercise, it's like close your eyes and allow yourself to be one with the earth and then just wait and feel yourself just enter into your heart space. Some people will be able to do it. Some may not because their minds are very active. But at the end of the day, everyone can do this. And if you can't, there's always someone out there who's ready to be your mentor to help you and to show you, to allow you to be all that you are. Because none of us are different. We're all equal. We just have to find our the way that suits us. And each individual will find their own little niche to be able to do this. That was a really beautiful description. I, I really liked how you added in the sinking feeling and the warmth feeling because, you know, that's sort of what I experience as well. And an expansion, I definitely experience a sense of expansion. Maybe um, that expansion could also be said as a sense that I'm not as dense, you know, physically not as dense, not as solid, if that makes sense. Yep. Yes, absolutely, because... We all look at ourselves from a very physical point of view, or we yes, have, yes. and the, the planet's moving at such a fast rate to heighten our energies and bring us to a, a different understanding. So many people are starting to question, wake up, and see things from different points of view, through different eyes, their perceptions are changing, they're seeing through all the chaos that we have going on around us, people are starting to see things from more of a spiritual aspect without even realise that's what they're doing. And in so doing, it's enabling them to find out who they really are. Now, when I say that, it doesn't mean you've come here to be uh, a Gandhi or, you know, a Buddha or anything like that. But each of us have amazing jobs to do because when we are connected to self, then we connect to the collective group around us. And so the energy of the planet expands, and you just talked about expansion. That is what happens every time that you go sink into that oneness and you start feeling that warmth. That warmth is the Christ consciousness filling your heart. And the more you do it, the more love will be expand within you and the more you'll be connecting with the group, with the whole planet. My purpose, what I do, I, can't, I know why I'm here. I've known it since I was a little child. I've had many, many spiritual experiences, too many to to share. Um, Can I, buddy? I share. Yeah. Well, I, I just wanted to 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 touch on and it, and it leads into i think ooh, where you're where you're going to go with with your next thoughts so hold the thought um please okay i just wanted to 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 prompt you to add in that these you know these spiritual experiences or what i call note experiences anything that's sort of non-ordinary from a physical western 
point of view, basically, um, that they're really quite normal experiences. And you were talking earlier about people waking up. And so, so there's a lot of people having these sort of more synchronous experiences and maybe more deja vus and more meditation and more um, maybe feeling out of their body. So I just wanted to reassure people that these are quite normal and and then you were just going to say that you've had many, many spiritual experiences and then I was going to sneak in a little request that you might share one of them with us. <laughs> yes, of course. Um, okay, to be able to help people in this heart thing, okay, from being a very, very young girl, I I see myself, I can remember when I was around about four years old, I used to um, have these beings that used to come and talk to me at night when I went to bed. So I would talk back with them and ask them questions. And we used to have some very interesting conversations. So I went to my mother at four years old and said, oh, mum, such and such came to me and said, blah, blah, blah. And my poor mother, who I realised later in life, was absolutely so terrified of all this because she just couldn't comprehend it that she used to say to me, oh, you're imagining it, it's not true, blah, 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 blah. So I said, I I thought, well, they keep coming, so I don't know. So I just started, I just continued my life. So that's the first time when I realised that it later I was talking to deaf people, they just used to come and talk to me and tell me stuff. And then as I went through my life, and all of you are able to do this, it's just that we have blocks that stop us. I'm not saying that you're all going to go around, walk around and talk to dead people. No, that doesn't work quite like that. But sometimes if there's a, uh, maybe a family member passed over or a dear friend, sometimes they'll come back just to tell you something to enable you to be sure that they're okay or there might be a burning question that gets answered. Sometimes some of you might have visions and I'm sure that 98% of you that are listening to this podcast will have had some sort of vision or waking vision and put it down to, oh, I'm just imagining it. And because I know so many people used to think that, I used to think that. And then I realized that I'm being shown things and those things come to fruition. And a lot of times when you're manifesting, you've got to understand when you want something, you're manifesting through your spirit. So we're spiritual beings having a physical experience here on this planet Earth. And we chose to do that, every one of us that are here. Do you so, have, oh. go on. Do you have a nice way of explaining spiritual? Because I think a lot of people are a little bit anxious or even scared, not scared, uh, deterred uh, by that word. Um, you know, a lot of people associate it with a really strong Catholic or Christian type sure. of life experience. And, and I think we're using it in a really different way. And I was just wondering if you had a nice way of linking it up for listeners. Okay. First of all, I'd like the listeners to know that I was involved in a church group for 20 years. So I fully understand some of the way the way some of you might interpret this. For me, personally, this is my experience, I have a higher self. That's my spirit, my higher self, the being, the essence of who I am and always will be. When I chose to come to this planet and have this experience, my higher self is still connected with me via my physical body. So when I talk of spirit or higher self, that's the thread that is connected with me through source at all times. The only problem is when we come to this planet, we lose that connection because of what we get taught, the way the world evolves, through education, through the way we're told to think, feel or not feel, and you can't do this and you can't do that. You can't feel this way. This is the way you're supposed to feel. There is no such thing as you have to feel this way or you should feel this way because, as I said earlier, we are all individual, unique beings and we each came here to experience something 
somehow on our own, uniquely, but connected together. And as a group is where the spirit comes in. And I'm talking the spiritual realms of higher energy, higher beings, however you wish to view it. For me, it's always energy. I'm an energetic being before I am a physical being. How do I bring that in? All I can say is through the highest self, my awareness of my energy, of my higher self, I am now connected to this body that I live in. And when this body's finished, my higher self, my spiritual self, my whatever you choose to call it, continues. Now, that takes me to a whole new level because we could talk for three hours about where that would take me, but I don't want to go there because this is not about that. But please, I'm sure Helen will give you my details after. If anyone wants to be involved or needs to talk to me more, be free to do so because I'm here to help you, to help wake you up, to help you find yourself. I don't know if that explains it, Helen, but it's not a tangible thing for some people. For me, it is. It's energy. My energy of my higher self is who I am, what I truly am, not this physical body. I think we all feel it. I think everyone feels it to some degree because we all know that there's more to life than meets the eye. Yep. And then after that, there's all sorts of different languages we can use and all sorts of different ways we can try and explain it. And that's why there's different religions and there's an East and West type of ways of explaining it and that there's analogies and mystical you know, folklores handed down and all sorts of different ways to try and explain it. And they're all needed. And then we all use our own language in the end, a, a sort of a way that we prefer. But that's why I like asking lots of different people because it helps to sort of highlight the point that we all use a different way of explaining it and one set language isn't the right way or the only way. Exactly. And, you know, if you were speaking, if you ask the question to a scientist, you get a totally different answer. Yes. Um, Even so when I physics say, is going there now. Exactly. So when I say spiritual, I don't fall into the religious group of spirituality. I'm sorry, I don't. I've been there. I've done that. I know who and what I am. And first and foremost, I am this spiritual being, my higher self, where I connect to every time I meditate and go into my heart space, I have connection with that part of myself. And that's the part of us where the Christ consciousness of the universe comes through and opens our hearts to the love and to the everything that is available to us within our world, within. Because everything on the outside, if you search on the outside, you are disconnecting from your divinity. You cannot find it outside. Yes, you can touch a tree, and can, but if you touch that tree and put your hand on it and feel its vibration, you're actually connecting to it. So really, if you think about it, you're going within yourself to allow your energy to become one with that tree. You're not two separate things. You're one and the same. And that's what the whole idea of meditation, of deep prayer, of opening that heart chakra, of opening yourself to the love that's available within your heart through your spiritual being and through the Christ consciousness of the universe, the oneness, the collective oneness of all that is. Call it God. Call it whatever you like. Yeah, the name doesn't matter. Uh, a lick doesn't. It really doesn't matter. It does not. It does not. It, all that matters is that you're connected to it. So for those who haven't connected but they're looking for relief in their life, how do they know that that oneness, that consciousness is loving and supportive and abundant and kind and merciful and gracious and very, very beautiful? Okay, that's a very good question because people often ask that to me. How do they know? They know through the experience of the feeling. It all has to be feeling. So if they think, oh, this is what I'm feeling, I got this from, and you start analysing and projecting your thoughts into the experience, 
it's not going to happen the way you want because the way to find that which you just said is you have to simply, and I say it's simple, but it's not, it's a practice, is to actually let go and trust. And to do those two things, you have to surrender your ego mind, that thing that never stops talking to a lot of us. And some of you that are there and saying, well, how do I do this? It's a, you have you have to find a tool, something to quieten the mind. And then you have to surrender your whole being to that to allow you to be able to let go and trust the process of going within and having that feeling experience of oneness. And I promise you, you will. That anybody that's serious and really wants to do this and find their inner self, it happens. Nothing can stop you because that is your true, pure knowingness. That is your truth. That is who you are. And I say that passionately because I know with every ounce of my being that each and every one of us have the capacity to do that. Mm. And we all knew before we forgot. We forgot because when we were born, they took that memory from us and then we've struggled through this life, literally struggled to, to find it again. And every time we get close, they just add more, I say they, um, out. I just put it out there, but we get bombarded with all the trappings of the outer world through sports, through advertisement, through the TV, through, you know, the TV is the greatest mind controller in the world. You don't realize how it controls you and programs you in every way until you stop watching it yeah. so much, yeah. you know, and start becoming very choosy about what you do watch and what you don't watch. Yeah. You know, I know people that sit in front of their TV from about 3 o'clock in the afternoon until they go to bed at 11, 12 o'clock at night, and it's like, oh, you're just zombies. <laughs> they are, and there's people in my family. <laughs> so, and I've tried to tell them, but you know what it's like. You try to tell people what you know to be truth and um yeah, you're a cook. <laughs> uh, well, everyone <laughs> has to be ready, don't they? We're all ready at Absolutely. Times. You uh, can't force anybody to do anything. No, that's correct. And when, you know, all of us have been in a situation, um, and it may not have been a particularly spiritual situation, but we've all had experiences where someone other than us could see that we needed to do something, that our lives would become so much better if we just did this thing that they're trying to recommend to us and we're resisting yep. we're resisting we're saying no I don't need that no I'm fine I don't need that I'm fine I'm I'm this I'm that I'm all good and then eventually we realize oh maybe I will go and do that and then we you know so until we're ready until we want to go and do that thing we never will and I guess that is because we're programmed to be in control of everything because we are controlled by everything outside of ourselves so we take that into our lives and we try to control all the situations in our lives, whether it be in a relationship, whether it be with children, whether it be um, through work, anything, we try to control it. So letting go of the ego by surrendering that ego mindset and becoming more aware of what it is saying to you and you always have a choice every one of us have a choice at some stage in all areas of our life so if something's happening and you want to react instead of reacting you hear what's going on in your head and you just go no I choose not to do that and you just quietly let it go things will change dramatically for you in your life once you become aware of those thoughts the negative thoughts the thoughts that trigger you the thoughts that you react to when you stop reacting and start feeling love towards the situation or the person and you think no I choose love over this I choose love and you every time you do that you're bringing yourself to that inner knowing place within your heart and little by little you're training your heart to open up again 
and knowing that you're safe. It's safe to do so because this is your true beingness. This is who you truly are. So the more true you are to yourself, the more you will flow and the more you will start to feel the love within. So I think that when you say, I just want to add a little clarification because when you, when you said, you know, we can, we can either be reactive like we have always been or we can choose love. And I just want to clarify that we're talking or you're talking about choosing unconditional love. And yes. I think um, you would be able to talk to the listeners about the difference between unconditional love and conditional love because until we connect to that, that spiritual self or that, that um, broader perspective of ourselves, we literally don't know what unconditional love is. Um, okay. So conditional love. Conditional love is I love you, I will love him or I will love her if. So as soon as the if comes in, there's conditions. Or I will be kinder if that person or that situation is resolved around that person. Look, I have had some very difficult times in my life where I've had to choose. They haven't been easy. I had two daughters that were that still are the most amazing gifts I've ever been given. And back in the day in their childhood, certain things happened where I had to choose to be bitter and become crafty and react and be abusive or I had to sit back and go, I love my daughters so much that I am going to just nurture them and love them through this and I'm going to have to forgive. Now, it's not easy to forgive when someone has really wronged you in a really um, horrific way, but the moment that I found the capacity to forgive, that's when unconditional love comes in because I truly have a love, I love that person unconditionally. I, you don't have to like what they do. You don't have to agree with everything that they um, perpetuate or what they lay out in front of you. But the universal Christ consciousness is to love others as you would love, have, love yourself. Unconditional love is when you don't let the ego get in the way. Well, look at that person did there or look what this situation has arisen here. I'll only love if. It's a bit like in the Bible where it says a two, eye for an eye and a tooth for a tooth. That's not unconditional love for me. Unconditional love is being able to witness what is happening and to be able to step back and go into yourself and go, okay, I don't like this, but I choose to have unconditional love for that person. I'm not going to say I will love them if, because as I said, the moment if comes into it, that is a control. It is not love. Does that make any sense? Yes, it does. You know, a lot of people um, who have experienced that kind of love, it becomes um, um, people use the withdrawal of their love or their affection or their kindness as a, a threat, really. And that's what I meant by control. Yeah, yes. It's you trying to control the situation through emotion. Yeah. The ego is very good at that. Very good. Your mind can take any situation and turn it around and make it look really, really authentically great. But if you're not coming from that place of unconditional love and forgiveness, then it really is not what it appears to be. And let's face it, nothing is what it seems out there in the world. (laughs) 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 You might look at something and go, oh, wow, la, 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 la. And then few days later you go oh how did I see that in that Mm. and that's all part of you waking up and being the beings that you are look I have a great great love for humanity and I'm just observing and watching everybody as they're all going through their different paradigms and shifting through all their different things some are 
stuck in a and and I think I talked with Helen about this recently. They're stuck in a place where they've been for years and they're not moving out of it because they're stuck in this one thing when really there's a whole plethora of stuff out there that we need to absorb that we came here to experience. And the biggest experience we can have is that of connectedness through love and kindness and sharing and being in our heart space. And that space is that place that we talked about earlier where you just fall into it and you just are one and you feel at peace and very heavy at the same time, but it's a nice heavy. Mm. It's like I don't really want to come out of this. I like staying here. It feels so good. Cozy. Yes. It's like you're wrapped up in this beautiful cotton wool of love. That's the best way to explain it. Let's tie a couple of thought processes that we've had in this conversation together. You talked about, you know, when we watch TV or um, even I'd throw in read the paper incessantly um, or newsreels on the internet. We're essentially being told what to think. Exactly. You know, to me, all of that rhetoric is based on fear. And then then we start linking back into that control Um, that just came up in the conversation just before. So, you know, when we're fearful, we are able to be controlled, you know, as a collective. If we're all scared of the same thing, we can be controlled into our collective behaviour going in one direction or another. We're essentially very controllable. That's a big thing to get into what you're saying Um, because at the moment (laughs) where we are with this COVID thing, there is so much fear surrounding us collectively and on the other hand there's so many people going hang on hang on and they're letting go of the fear and again how do we step out of that well as we become more centered in in our hearts because that's where we go when we meditate that's where we go when we want that love feeling this is where we go when we want to expand within to our heart space and one of the good ways to do that breathe breathe in your heart breathe out feel the breath see the breath going in and out of your heart and feel it expanding just sit there quietly doing that even if you only did that a couple of times a day for five minutes that in itself is empowering you to bring back the spiritual essence of self the i am the higher self your spiritual self, whatever you word you want to use to bring that energy in. As you're doing that, even in the, if you're a religious person and you want prayer, feel the breath coming in and out of your heart in that prayer moment and then talk to your God or however it is that you connect. And it will be so much more enriched. But what the thing is, the more you do that, the more you're letting go of fear and again it comes back to those three words I told you surrender let go and trust what does it say if you have the enough faith the size of a mustard seed all would be given to you so if you have faith and you trust in faith in yourself because it all starts with you it doesn't start with anyone outside of yourself it doesn't start with your spouses your children anyone This journey is unique. It is yours. No one can do this for you but you. Is it selfish? No. How can being the most amazing being that you came here to be be selfish? Because the more you raise your vibration through prayer, through meditation, through connecting, the more awesome and the more powerful spiritual being you're going to be and I say that not in a religious term I'm talking about collectively in the grand scheme of things God did not send you here to be little doormats a grain of sand you're not you are so much more all of you every one of you you're amazing And my prayer is that you will see that amazingness within yourselves and feel it and be it. Hence, 
I think Helen has the same feelings, hence that's what these podcasts are about. Yes, definitely. So let go of control. Control is in your mind. Let go of the control they have over you, they, the government, they, the corporations, they, the the beings, the media, all of those, the TV with all those shows that make you go, what if? Forget the what if. If you're saying what if, that is your ego. That is not God, not the God within. That is ego. And I hope you, I hope you will understand that. I always know if I end up watching something on TV, which I rarely do, uh, but if, if I find myself watching something and it makes me think, oh, I wish I had that car or that body or those clothes or uh, that kind of a house or whatever, the, you know, if I find myself thinking, I wish I had such and such, then I know I've been watching either for too long or I'm watching the wrong show or I've just let my mindfulness slide away and I've been swept away into this um, mind space. Uh, It's hard to choose the right words, but, you know, I've, I've come up into my mind, I've lost my sense of true self and suddenly I'm wanting all these physical things to make myself feel better, basically. That's basically all it is, and that and the media out there and the the way the world operates. It's well, you need a good car. You have to have a home, your own home. You have to have this, and you have to have that. And if you don't, you're a lesser person. Well, we all know those of us that who have transformed that thought. We know that's not true because once you're in your heart, where you are together and one manifestation happens really quickly so anything that you need or desire you think it and within a day or two it's there I don't know if any of you are noticing this but it's becoming more and more apparent when you manifest something and you say like okay maybe you've got a child and the child needs a certain, once it's her birthday and you can't afford a certain thing and you go, I really want to get something like this for my daughter and da 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 and you've put it out there. I'm I'm convinced that many of you will have had that happen where it comes through one source or another. This has been happening so much with so many people around me. My clients are telling me the same thing. When they think it, it happens when they feel it in their heart it just seems to just appear so you know when we need something or want something that's going to help us for our highest good i only ever ask for anything that's going to be for my highest good not just because i want to be wealthy or rich or better than than the lady next door or i want a better car so i can feel this or that when my own car runs quite well on its own at the moment, so why would I do that? I am happy and content. And so give thanks. Be great. Have gratitude in your heart for the things you do have and stop chasing. Literally, this is what we do because this is what mainstream media wants to do is chase the dollar, chase material things, always pulling us out of ourselves into the material world. The moment you can surrender yourself to spirit, the being within, and ego doesn't control that side of you anymore, that's when other miracles start taking place. That's when you start having um, more and more spiritual experiences of talking to dead people, maybe, (laughs) like we said earlier. Or you see something or a vision will appear before you or... You might uh, be given some, yes, dreams become very real and you might receive downloads of information to help guide you and you might see your spirit guides because everybody has them, whether you like it or not, you do. And you're just not, some of you are just not aware of them. And as you start becoming aware, listen for them. They guide you. They help you. They're there for you. That's what the whole process of this is all about but we've been told to ignore it and to 
live separate from that part of ourselves, which is now being reborn back onto the planet and with each and every being alive across the planet, more and more people are waking up and experiencing um, more, having more spiritual experiences, more things happening within that they can't explain. And you know what? It's perfectly normal. Everything you feel and see, there's nothing wrong with you. It's perfectly okay. I had a lady recently who, it was just a few days ago actually, and I'm going to share this with you because she's a real very sensitive person and a bit of an empath. An empath is someone that really feels other people and things going on around them. I was born an empath. I'm super sensitive to everything on the planet. So if there's horrific stuff happening on the other side of the world, I feel it. I get up, I feel it. I can feel it in my whole body. But that's something I was born with. So I've learned to deal with that. But this poor lady has never experienced anything like it. And she came across someone who was in a lot of pain and she was with them and she started feeling the pain in her body and started trembling and shaking and it scared the jeebies out of her because she didn't know what was happening. And I worked with her and that place under your rib cage, your solar plexus, is where she was feeling most of it. So we did some work and I let her, I helped to see. And we are all the same. There's, everybody has the ability to feel or see this. She was feeling someone else's energy, their pain, and she needed to step back and realize the moment she realized what was happening, she was able to let that go and it all went and left her. But these are some of the things that are happening to so many people now and they're starting to have these experiences. So it doesn't matter whether you see a ball of light out there in the garden or the tree talks to you or what. Ever, it's all natural and normal. Don't think you're going crazy because you're not. This is perfectly normal. And it brings us back to the point where we started. Our true selves are energetic beings and we're all from the same energy. Then there's a complete oneness. Exactly. Exactly. And that's where we're all heading. Yeah. And, it, and therefore, it is possible to feel someone else's pain or their joy and it is yes. possible to have shared knowings and yes. it is possible to be able to collectively raise the vibration of the planet. Exactly. So if you could all cast your minds back, those of you listening today, and think about a time when you've been with a group of people that have really made you feel amazing and you've left them and you're buzzing. That being with people who are like-minded, who help you feel really wonderful and you love and enjoy their company, that has just risen your vibration way off the planet. And that takes you to a space of joy, of being. And at that moment, you are actually in your heart. See how it's easy without you go there without even realizing that you're there. And I know that many of you have experienced that. Or maybe you've just connected with someone who you may have known in another lifetime or another something. There's a soul connection there somehow. And you just feel alive and vibrant from the meeting of that person. And your heart has connected to their heart because you're one and the same. Or so what you were just saying. Yeah, or you're painting and suddenly you feel completely free and uninhibited or you're playing music yes. or you're running yes. across an oval or through the trees or you're out riding in the, in the bush or exactly. anywhere really. It doesn't matter, but what Carol's getting at is that sense of absolute freedom, joy and a kind of ecstasy. Yes. Or exhilaration might be a less loaded word. Yes. But everybody is capable of that and everybody has had that experience and ha from time to time in their life. Some more than others, some less than others. doesn't mean that you're not, there's something wrong with you. It just means that you haven't quite tweaked it yet and that's okay. 
because we all are going at our own pace. We're all waking up at our own pace. There's no right or wrong. There never has been, never will be. Everything is as it should be. And that's where you need to remember in your heart that you are exactly where you need to be right now before you take your next step. And I'm presuming if you're listening to this podcast that each of you are searching and seeking a way to take another step forward. Which is um, why I'm so delighted that these podcasts are such a great way to support those steps forward for anyone who's listening. Exactly. Well, what a wonderful way to to wrap up this or you know final thought to leave this podcast on carol thank you for sharing your wisdom and your encouragement to listeners and your and for clarifying lots of terms and for sharing parts of your life story it's been a really enjoyable conversation it's my pleasure and i do hope that you will all just have the faith and remember to surrender yourself to the process of letting go and trusting yourself, trusting that inner part of you. That is so important. So my blessings to you all. Thank you. Thank you, Helen. Thank you, Carol. Well, that's it for this episode of the More Love podcast. If you're interested in reading more about Carol and finding her contact details, head to the show notes page for this episode on my website. It is www.livetruetoyou.com. That's livetruetoyou.com and then follow the links to the More Love podcast and find Carol Schrader's episode. And... um, Otherwise, cruise back through previous episodes. The last three or the previous two episodes have been fabulous uh, resources for those who are looking for those next steps and words of encouragement for stepping forward. And um, there's many episodes now with lots of reassuring content for you to sort of explore how, how people do experience their broader self, their true self in such a variety of ways and there is no right way or wrong way. Of course, follow the updates on social media. The handles are at live true to you with heart uh, on both Instagram and Facebook. But for now, um, I hope you are looking forward to the next episode and I'll meet you there. Bye for now.